Welcome to The Gathering Podcast. This is a production of The Gathering Baptist Church in Kansas City, Missouri. You can find us online, gatheringkc.com, also on Instagram, at gatheringkc. Welcome into the Gathering Podcast. My name is Jonathan Plastic. I'm the media director at the Gathering Baptist Church in Blue Springs in Independence, Missouri. Yes, I'm Matt Brown, the student pastor over both campuses of the Gathering Baptist Church. Uh, yep, I'm Pastor David Fortner, the executive pastor here for the last uh, about seven years. Oh boy. So. How's the week going? Just, pretty good. Just free question. You're preaching this I'm week. I'm preaching right? this Sunday, so getting ready for that. That's pretty much good to go, so just... Fishing, prepping, all that. It's going to be a good week. David, what are you doing this uh, week? Just looking to fill in my time on Sunday, because if he's preaching, I'm not going to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shots fired. Don't start for another, uh, what, you 25 no weeks? excuse there. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but, you know, you could just take the time and, and pray for Matt. Yeah. That's true. The definitely, entire time. Definitely, he needs prayer. So much prayer. <laughs> More than you As know. We, we're walking through Sermon on the Mount, so that's yes. uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. What, yeah. what are we on this week? Giving to the needy. So Ooh. we're going to do the, there's a triad of giving, prayer, fasting. So okay. this is the first week of giving to the needy. Okay. And you're at the Plaza campus this week. I am. Okay, cool. Well, if you guys listen to this and you want to hear Matt preach on Sunday, come to the Plaza campus. Be there or be square. Or be square. Uh, all right, gentlemen. So I was, I was puzzled this week. I still am puzzled. So I'm very excited about this conversation because I've heard this word for a very, very long time. And I really have never been told what it exactly means, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. So, like, David, we're sitting in the office. We're like, hey, some podcast ideas for the week. And he goes, let's talk about what is an evangelical. I was like, okay. I had a friend named Evan growing up. That's something. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's similar, uh, that's right? Deep. That's deep. That's, that's, a that's deep, deep right? There. Jeez. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe, no maybe think letters. of a good friend from way back in the day. But evangelical uh, is it's a... I feel like I heard it a little bit growing up, but yeah. then as I've gotten older, it's kind of Disappeared. phased into yeah. the background. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about that. We'll start with Matthew because you're yeah. of my generation. No offense yep. to David. David's just a touch older. You're only 40 and some change, right? 41, much, but that's okay. Much older. That's some change. I look 40, right? Yes. Oh, well, that's huge. I mean, you, you <laughs> look 38. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, you look 38. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Matt, in your opinion, what does the word evangelical mean? So I'm of... Like you said, the same generation as you. Um, to me, the word evangelical is one of those old-timey phrases. Sure. It's not used anymore. Old-timey, all right. Old-timey, right? <laughs> um, so in my mind, though, it's kind of uh, shows the conservative Protestant, like, melding. Okay. So your politics and religion, right? Christianity mm-hmm. and Republican. That's okay. what I think of when I hear the word evangelical. It's the marrying of politics and faith. It doesn't, doesn't mean a whole lot to <clears throat> me, though. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's the word that I think of more is like Protestantism okay. um, rather than evangelical. Um, to my generation and our generation, it's just a word. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, You know, it's one of those words. I'm a Christian, so yeah, I'm not Catholic, so I'm evangelical. Sure. I don't really know what that means, but yeah, it just is what it is. You know, I, it's whatever. It's just a word. Yeah, I've heard um, evangelical Christian for a long time. Yeah. It tends yeah. to pop up during voting years. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know if that is a positive or negative thing that it mm-hmm. kind of, uh, connotates the politics and faith 
marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we might or might not have issues with that, um, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but that's kind of what I think of, in my opinion, when I hear the word evangelical. It's just a mm-hmm. phrase that's not used okay. much so anymore. David, but I know it's oh. different for... Yeah. Um, like the 40 and over. Yeah. 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 What about your generation? What does so, it mean? I, I mean, technically, I guess I'd be Gen X. So mm-hmm. I'm talking to the 40, 45, 50, even 55 year olds out there. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when we hear the word evangelical, um, the, the conservative movement of say like the eighties. Okay. Mm-hmm. The conservative movement, even as it bled into the nineties where, uh, it had a little bit of a political tinge to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, evangelicals were against, um, let's say, on a political uh, realm. It was really big, and when I was a kid, like against violent video games. Mm-hmm. Okay, or mm-hmm. e- explicit lyrics in music. Right, yeah. and we wanted warning labels and things like that. So, definitely for my generation, it was just just like yours, but it was definitely used more often. Yeah. It was it was to describe your conservative. Um, Christian, okay, yeah. and it was definitely a more American word, um, at least in, in my generation. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into like the history of it and all this other stuff. But it yeah. was, but for me, it was definitely it was a movement of we are we're fighting against <clears throat> secularism. Mm-hmm. Okay, the movement of making America more secular and that quote evangelicals we were fighting against that whatever front that looked like we Mm -hmm. were the moral majority we were for family values we were um uh, you're typically politically your conservative uh republicans okay so evangelicals would always get kind of mishmashed with that together yeah okay and which is unfortunate because the the word itself is much more biblical and and deeper and richer Mm -hmm. than just Mm -hmm. some sort of political right movement yeah so. okay so give us some background um your next step what's the evangelical or what does evangelical the word mean so basically it goes back to there's a greek word called evangelion which it, it simply just means the gospel Can or you good say news that one, one more time evangelion Ooh. okay evangelion <clears throat> so i'm sure i'm pronouncing it somewhat wrong <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> so so basically, it is the good news of Christ. It yep. is the good news of salvation. Mm-hmm. That that is the word. So Evangelion, and then it gets uh, um, anglicized, if you will, or Americanized, and it yeah. turns into evangelical. Mm-hmm. Okay. So really, it's first used um, about 500 years ago. So you have the Reformation in Europe, and it was really the distinction between uh, the evangelical mm-hmm. and, let's say, the, the standard... Um, uh, Vatican-led Catholic Church. Okay. Okay. So, whereas the evangelicals, uh, or sometimes they were called reformers, sometimes they were <laughs> called crazy people. I mean, really. Uh, but but this movement of getting back to the Scripture is what fostered this quote evangelical movement. Okay. okay? So, for instance, um, when you look at the the Reformation again between fifteen hundred. Uh, 1600 in Europe. So you got your Martin Luther's and your John Calvin's and your John Knox's running mm-hmm. around, right? They're getting back into the original languages, the, the Greek New Testament, and they're seeing that this Catholic church does not line up with the New Testament. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're having a lot of issues. They don't see a Pope in there. They don't see salvation by works in there. They don't see praying to saints or um, things like that. And mm-hmm. so they're gonna. We're gonna say we're gonna go back to what is biblical Christianity. So I would argue that is your original definition of evangelical. Mm-hmm. It is we're going to have Christianity based on 
scripture alone. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so in the Reformation, and we talked about this many times, so you have these these sayings, these five what are called solas, meaning alones, right? So you have scripture alone, you have uh, grace alone, you have faith alone, you have Christ alone for God's glory alone. Okay. So if you lined up with those five things, you were a quote evangelical. And in fact, even back then, uh, almost as if it's turning into now, it's a, it was a word of derision. It was your, your normal Catholic or even Orthodox person saying, Oh, you're one of those crazy evangelicals. You only live by what the Bible says. But what about your local priest or your local, what your parish says or what the Pope says? So it was similar to the term Christian, right? right. In the first century, Rome would say, you little Christ, you mm-hmm. guys are fools running around like that. Exactly. So the Catholics yeah. would look at that the same so way. So something like where they're making fun of us. Yeah. And then after a while, it sticks to us and we start embracing it. It's not a bad it. thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Interesting. Absolutely. So that that is your original understanding of the word evangelical. Okay, hmm. so it goes all the way back those 500 years. All Quick right. question. Yep. Where did Protestantism come in? Because so, were they used interchangeably for yeah. a little while? Yeah. So Protestantism is, hey, those protesters, yeah. Protestantism, mm-hmm. yep. right? So you have the, the Pope and, and his cardinals and all those. Uh, hey, what are all these protests against the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and the papal rule? They're, what are they protesting against? And then this would be the argument. We're arguing, no, no, no. We're going to go by Scripture alone. What Scripture says is how we're going to live our biblical Christian yep. life. Mm-hmm. Okay, It is not by church councils. It is not by some decree of the Pope. Mm-hmm. Okay, And then, again, you study your history. What really set this off in, in Germany with Martin Luther and what really sparked the Reformation is one of the decrees that came out of Rome was the sale of indulgences. Okay, um, Whether you had a past sin— uh, a current sin that you're still in, or a sin that you wanted to perform in the future. Okay. You literally <laughs> could go and buy an indulgence. It was a piece of paper marked by the local priest and with the Vatican Pope seal of approval hmm. that you were absolved from that sin. What's the little phrase that they use when a coin in the coffer rings a soul from Purgatory Springs? Absolutely. Yes. Ooh. So then, and, and then, the the, yeah, man. then yeah. it became a really pretty good moneymaker because oh, yeah. because they had the idea of not only your own personal sins past present or future mm-hmm. but hey if you know your grandma that died right and she's in she's in purgatory she hey for a, a tidy sum we can shave off some years there sure in purgatory and i mean if you really love your grandma why why wouldn't, why wouldn't you, do you? That? yeah that's guilt okay so yeah. all of this is Pure going guilt, on man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny because this was invented um, because they wanted to pay for um, Michelangelo's painting of the Sistine Chapel. So, like, wow. we go there, and it's like a, it's a wonder, and we look at it and all this other stuff, but yeah. if you knew what actually was used to pay for that building and that painting, mm-hmm. not so good. You, you wouldn't feel so good about it. You're like, oh, it's pretty, but... Yeah, exactly. So that, people that was really the spark money. that ignited the this Reformation movement, all right? Mm-hmm. And so these evangelicals came out of that. It is... You know what? We're not going to live by what the Pope says or the Council says. We're um, we're, we're getting this New Testament in our language, right? Mm-hmm. So Luther and Calvin and all these others they start translating the New Testament from Greek into 
they're French or they're German, right? Mm-hmm. And then people are reading it, and just like everyone else, like the scholars, they're like, "Hold on a second, this this is a lot different than what <laughs> I've been told that. my whole life." Yeah. Okay. And you know, when when they get, and I, I wanted to read this because this is really the core of an evangelical, and it, it's Ephesians two eight and nine, where it says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves; it is the gift of God." not as a result of works so that no one may boast. Mm. So you have grace in there, you have faith in mm. there, and there's and it's not because of works. Yeah. So if I'm raised in this local parish by a priest saying, go to confession, do your Holy Marys, light candles, buy your indulgences, yeah, give your money. you're thinking works, 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 yeah. and then I get to go to heaven. And then you read this for the first time maybe in your language, and you're like, well, that's the opposite of what I've been told. Yeah. And, and so, so then we have people being saved by the Lord, and then we have this movement. And so on the opposite side, we have this deriding name. Oh, you're an evangelical. Yeah. That you're going to rely on that? Yeah. Scripture alone? Well, too crazy. bad for you. Yeah, good luck. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> good good luck. luck with that. Yeah, faith. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's <laughs> tough. Tough. Well, I'm sure for people like that back then— that's a it's a foreign concept. Like you said, yeah. they're maybe mm-hmm. reading this for the first time and they're saying, Well, I've been giving, you know, mm-hmm. working, 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 working. All of a sudden it's faith. Yeah. Like something I <laughs> so, cannot so see. So God saved me and I have faith in Jesus, so I don't earn it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It goes right. really against our whole entire human nature. Absolutely. Right? I gotta yeah. do something. But that's why it's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so from there and then it morphs, uh or maybe not morphs, matures into mm-hmm. The missionary movement mm-hmm. of the 17, 18, and even 1900s, where now we have this sole reliance on Scripture, and we have evangelicals all throughout Europe, all throughout England, mm-hmm. and then even in the founding of this country, we have this these Puritans and these pilgrims who have an evangelical faith. They're mm-hmm. they're they're living their life according to Scripture, completely free from any. Um, Roman or, or papal decrees, right? And so we have this movement of, if I'm reading the scriptures and I'm supposed to be understanding the scriptures and also spreading the good news, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to do that with my neighbor and mm-hmm. then then I'm going to support others to go to countries that don't have the gospel. Yeah. So all of that, you have this reformation going back to the scriptures, then it turns into this gospel missionary movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so for there... Though it starts negative, it's very, very good and positive, this mm-hmm. word evangelical. Yeah, yeah. it's a great so, thing. It's yeah, absolutely. Thing. It had nothing really to do with politics yeah. at all. That's when it kind of morphed later, like in the 80s, absolutely. would you say, into yeah. kind of politics. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, that, that morphing into, like we were talking earlier, it is that we became voting blocks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you were an evangelical, yeah. um, so you read the scriptures and you're going to uh, see that you respect life, that God is the creator of life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I if I believe that God is the creator of life, I'm going to be against what? Abortion. Abortion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so now you're in you're in that group, right? Yeah. Um, uh, your your basic evangelical or Protestant work ethic is very famous, both mm-hmm. both in Europe and America, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Lord, uh, I want to not earn my salvation, but because I'm thankful for being saved, mm-hmm. I'm going to work hard. And if and if I'm a lawyer, I'm going to be the best lawyer possible. Yeah. If I'm a pastor, I'm going to be the best pastor available or, or, or possible or best doctor. And mm-hmm. so you have this big movement. And so you there starts to happen the, these voting blocks and 
politicians know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, so then they start, they so then they start, um, forming what their policies are and their speeches are because they know, well, if they, if I align with this, mm-hmm. goodness, I just grabbed 40 million votes. Yep. And then you have this marriage of evangelical with politics. Yeah. And so. that's kind of the, I, our generation, we don't, that's mean, pretty much all you guys. Exactly. Got. Because oh, yeah. when you were you born 90, 92, yeah, I was yeah. born in 95. So we're past, we didn't see the good part. You, yeah. We just, and, see and it was never taught part. to you either. Exactly. Cause you're not going to yeah. get the reformation history in public school. No, no, definitely uh, and not. Even if you go to a Bible college or something, a lot of times they don't go through it. Mm. No. So. No, and I went to a Bible college. <laughs> but I also didn't, I didn't take as many classes sure. as some yeah. people did. Sure, yeah. Um, and then you have Gospel Witness on here. And again, that missionary movement, a Gospel Witness. So if, if I'm an evangelical, uh, it's, it's a living faith. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, just an example. Um, in my neighborhood, uh, I have... I have unbelievers across the street. I have Jehovah's Witnesses to the north of me, and, and to the south of me, I have Mormons. So mm-hmm. to me as an evangelical Christian, right, a biblical Christian, I know I have a burden to somehow in some way, if these people are in my life, mm-hmm. I'm looking for a way to talk about the Lord, mm-hmm. to yeah. talk about the gospel. So what drives me is that I know what the Scripture wants me to do, tells me to do, mm-hmm. And I want to be obedient, so I'm going to do it. You want to yeah. evangelize your neighbors. Yeah, exactly. I'm evangelical. Yeah. I want to evangelize. Mm-hmm. And some people say, oh, how dare you share your faith? Well, you have to remember, if I'm commanded to do something, yeah. <laughs> we better be doing it. Probably. You know? should I, I should probably it. do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, now, again, guess. people morph this into, you. there's always, when you have a good biblical thing, it can be twisted into something bad, sure. whether it becomes emotionalism or, or judgmental. Mm-hmm. Attitudes mm-hmm. of evangelicals, right? Oh well, why would you live that way? Well, they live that way because they're not Christians. Why, lost why people be live like lost it? people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost yeah. people are going to do lost things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt. Let's come yeah. back to you because that's that's good stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I imagine a lot of the people listening to this or watching this will not have, unless they did go through that in the eighties, will not have context of this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like really, yeah. I mean, for for me, this is an enlightening experience. <laughs> well, good. Here, yeah. All right. For sure. Because. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I just have heard evangelical Christian for years and years. I'm like, uh, I think that just means they believe in the Bible. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. So let's go back over to Matt. Mm -hmm. Um, Our generation. Yeah. In your opinion, does our generation need the category of evangelicalism? So this is interesting because you were born in 92. You're Mm -hmm. a true millennial. Yes. I was born in 95. So depending on what, um, chart you look at I'm on I'm between millennial and Gen Z okay. so I have some Gen Z traits I have some millennial traits and yeah. you're obviously Gen X yeah right? I'm old I guess the um, question is do you have a TikTok because that'd be a, no I don't have a Gen Z thing okay all right then you're I know about TikTok because my teenagers love TikTok yeah. but Gen no Z. okay proceed TikTok. sorry or, to get you or quick quick was question a, was there any part of your life where you did not have internet no. No. Okay. So that's the, a huge exactly. distinction already. <laughs> hey, Gen Xer, what's TikTok? Yeah. You, <laughs> no, I, right. So when I think about it, I think about it from the millennial Gen Z perspective of, especially Gen Zers are a deconstructionist society. Okay. Um, human beings, I think naturally we categorize ourselves mm-hmm. because we need something to fit into. Yeah. I'm Christian. I'm Islam. I'm Muslim. I'm Catholic. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm a Raiders fan. Royal, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. We need to categorize identity. identity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with the identity politics that is so prevalent in our age, um, we are a fragmented deconstructionist society who is on 
some level label of verse Mm -hmm. as in the traditional labels right um so it's almost like um the kid who um doesn't want to fit in right but he's fitting in with the other ones who don't want to fit in yeah so (laughs) our generation would look at a term like evangelical and say that's old school we don't need it Mm-hmm. Because we don't we don't want to fit in. We want to do our own thing. We're individuals, right? Sure. We're, uh, individuality is such a huge thing, and you see this, especially this label adverse definition adverse mm-hmm. um, in the sexual revolution that we're currently going through. Yeah. Right. And so I I saw yesterday that Demi Lovato came out as non-binary. Like, what does that even mean? So she doesn't want to be labeled in a category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're labeling yourself in a category. Into a category. Right. Whatever. I, who knows what that means. Yeah. But our world is so much a individual. Your truth is your truth. You do you. You do you. Yeah. Do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Um, your truth doesn't mean it's my truth. Then we totally lose the definition of mm-hmm. truth because yeah. it's whatever I feel at that moment. Yeah. So does our generation need that category? You can look at it from a secular perspective of they would say no. Yeah. I'll Not that categories are bad. I think it is... I don't know if evangelical is a category we need, but I think we're going to get into this with the next question. Um, we do need a way to delineate Christians from non-Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some word, perhaps, yeah. or some There's like a boundary, action. A border, There's something. a boundary, yeah. right? I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm yeah. a follower of Jesus Christ because I believe in the things he's done for me. Yeah. Five souls. I'm saved by faith alone. I don't have to earn my salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, if I don't have a word for that, how do people know what I believe? Yeah. Um, the unfortunate part is words don't have one meaning anymore. Correct. Um, because I think of if I just say I'm a Christian, well, Mormons say they're Christians. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, our LDS says they're Christians. Yep. Um, you would have some Buddhists say they're Christians. Hmm. Right. Because they believe that you know, it's the same thing. So you have to define your terms. Yeah. And man, we don't like to do that nowadays Yeah. because then that means we might step on somebody's toes, which you talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, we might offend some people. Yeah. They're, yeah. But that's I, okay. But, but that's probably that's going okay. to happen. But this is shocking. The gospel is offensive. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. You're telling me You're that, a sinner yeah. who deserves eternal punishment That right there. You're a and sinner. And you can't save yourself. Right? And and you deserve eternal punishment. Exactly. That's where people are like, uh, uh, hard okay. no, yeah. right? Okay, hard no. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But the very simple fact that, yeah, you're not perfect and you're messed up. Yeah. You're a sinner. You've sinned. There's mm-hmm. something wrong with you. No, there's not. I mean, that hurts my self-esteem. I know. I mean. You're you mean telling me the, fe- the feelings I feel yeah. inside are not are wrong? Yeah. Yeah. I, I really hope that we get to do a separate episode because I'm, I'm having all these questions flash Ooh. to me <laughs> as we're talking about this. As, is it, what are the challenges of preaching to the future church? Ooh. I, I oh, just yeah. I think that that could be a, a crazy good episode, especially yeah. with our youth pastor on board mm-hmm. and having some of you guys come in just talk of how it's already changed a little bit, just sure. with the world around us. The church, mm-hmm. God will never change. Sure, but the the people around mm-hmm. the buildings and the cities around the churches yeah. will most certainly change. Absolutely, and, yeah. and, and yes, and that would be a very cool future podcast. Yeah. But again, it is there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. right. So so thing. like what you it's just said. Thing. We Gen Z and millennials, your truth is my truth, or whatever, and we think that's um, a fresh idea. Well, actually, Pontius <laughs> Pilate asked the act the same exact question to Jesus two thousand years ago. Yeah, what is truth? 
Exactly. Nothing has changed. And here's the reality. So, so clothes change and music changes and nations rise and fall. Nothing is new. Under the <laughs> There's nothing and new. We're going yeah. through what? Titus right now and mm-hmm. as a pastor's study. In, in Titus it says the Cretans are evil beasts, <laughs> lazy and lazy gluttons, gluttons. Lazy, and yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. So you go to a Cretan and you say, hey, you're messed up and you're sinful and you need to be saved. They're not going to like that. No. Just the same as today. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Nothing is new under the sun. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, so, but I think it is, does our generation want the category? No. Does our generation need the category? Yes. Okay. That's a, that's a fair statement. I, I do agree. And you see this more than anybody being our youth pastor is, mm-hmm. and, and I, I hear it from my wife because she teaches high school yep. and it's just every kid wants to be in their own box. Mm-hmm. And yet whenever they go to a different box, they're automatically there with like 15 exactly. people. So it is, it's funny that I don't want to fit that. in, but you're fitting with all you're the kids who don't want to fit in. Yeah. Yeah. There are clicks at school that, well, I don't want to be in this one. I'm going to do my, be myself. And then you make friends with a basic human need is a sense of belonging. Yes. Yeah. And it, 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 and that true sense of belonging only happens when you are, have a relationship with your creator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Boy, this could be an hour long. Now, podcast. now, the right? Gen X response, I would say, <laughs> yeah. and, and even yeah. the older yeah. people's response to, we don't like labels, and we're not going to do labels, and we don't want this. So, uh, one of the things that probably drives me crazy, and, and other older folks drives us crazy, mm-hmm. is my goodness, if we can't use labels, we're going to have to talk a lot more because. Yeah when we said evangelical in 1992, mm-hmm. we all knew pretty much what it meant. Mm-hmm. But now we have to do a whole podcast mm-hmm. on defining that word because we don't want to use labels. Mm-hmm. So it's tiring. It's taxing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes people in languages invent ways of making things easier to communicate. Labels Not was so one of them. No more. Labels was one of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, like every football team has a name. Mascot. Right. Or a, a label, if you will, a mascot. Yeah. Right. Because, um, oh, so do you like football? I do. I like the National Football uh, League in America that's played. And there is a team in Kansas City that plays. Their colors are red and white and yellow and black. Oh, you mean the Kansas City Chiefs? Like yeah, that would have been faster. And They've been a lot yeah. faster. As a Chiefs fan, it's that. understood. I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> so, you know, so, we have a label. So then you put that in a it's, label. Exactly. It, some label. It's okay there are things that are understood. to use labels. It's just another way of using language. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. English um, English is pretty much designed like that. Yes. We are to communicate in a specific way. <laughs> it's yes. interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Let's go, let's go to the last question. When we engage the lost world, how do we differentiate or even define who we are and what we believe? We'll start with David. Okay. So um, I think it depends on who you're talking to, right? Mm -hmm. So um, two of my oldest friends in the world are both unbelievers, okay? Uh, One is four years older than me, and one's basically the same age. And so with them, I sit down with them, and one's very political, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, he'll make quips and jokes oh you're just that evangelical right you're you're against this and you're against socialism and you're against this because you're an evangelical and okay so we can have a conversation and i'm like (laughs) so what does that mean all right i'm talking to my buddy and he means oh well you know you're yeah it's always about the bible with you i was like well i mean i guess that's true that's okay that's That's the point so so with him i could use the word evangelical uh, Mm. because we've had conversations and we can talk about it but i would say my language has has changed a little bit 
in the fact of I'll, I'll say, well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm, I'm a biblical Christian, or I'm a conservative mm-hmm. Christian. Um, and even those are starting to get twisted a little, twisted bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't automatically use the word evangelical. Um, but I, but I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm a biblical Christian. Um, oh, well, what church do you go to? Well, mm-hmm. I go to the gathering Baptist church. Well, that in of itself now opens up different yeah, avenues to talk about. Right. So that's how I, that's how I would do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I would agree. Um, it's a very similar situation. One of my best friends since the second grade is, um, RLDS, right? So we would agree. I wouldn't agree, but he would say, yeah, I'm a Christian. Right. But if I'm talking to him, you got to define that. I, no, no, yeah. I'm Baptist. Because right. then you can delineate between what he believes as a quote-unquote Christian and what a true like That's Protestant a Baptist believes. Yeah. But if I'm engaging um, a, a Jewish person, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Forget the Baptist part. Who cares? Yeah. I'm a Christian. Yeah. Or if I'm talking with a Catholic, no, I'm Protestant. Right. Or I'm it's evangelical, I'm Baptist. Yeah, so it's yeah. knowing the person that you're engaged with. Um, again, and um, unfortunately, sometimes... And as we've talked about, words have taken on different meanings and have negative connotations now. Evangelical in the 80s, great thing because you're fighting against liberalism. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, it's kind of a put down. It's right. a slur, right? So it's going to turn a lot of people off. Right. right. If I'm engaging a complete non-believer atheist, right, I'm not probably not going to say I'm an evangelical yeah. because they're going to automatically think I'm that judgy, terrible yeah. person. Oh, or, I'm just or, a Christian. or even I'm in the last five or six years, um, for better or for worse, evangelical, oh, you voted for Trump. Yeah, and oh, yeah. that is automatically it's that of politics yeah. and faith. When yeah. we're as Christians, we're biblical Christians, we mm-hmm. say, "No, no, no, I'm just a Christian, man." Yeah, I just want to share the gospel with you. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it comes into the context of that situation: who you're talking to, mm-hmm. knowing, trying to know their background. Yeah, yeah, and being able to what does Paul say? Be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. I know the background they're coming into. Yeah. So if I talk to my Mormon friend, um, I say Christian. He's yeah, I'm a Christian. But no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not. You're not. It's a very distinct yes. difference. You yeah. got to define your terms, yeah. which yeah. people don't like to do. But <laughs> no. You have to. Uh, I've heard you guys say this a bit, and we do <clears throat> say this a lot. Is is the compromise believer or follower of Christ, like if we're talking to somebody, mm-hmm. does that make the most sense to people? Or does that shoebox you in again by saying Christian? Because it seems like beli- like I'm a believer that mm-hmm. to some people believer of what like do you believe that the earth is round or flat <laughs> yeah like you know <laughs> I'm, I'm a believer of Jesus right. or I'm a follower of yeah. Jesus depends on the environment and the audience yeah, probably fair. you know yeah I'd say you're like around church around the office we usually say believer yeah or Christian I, I feel like we even Think say that from this, the pulpit though. yeah, yeah right? you're yeah. from Texas yes I am we're from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. In the Midwest, we know what that means. Yeah. You go to coast and you say oh. you're a believer. They're so <laughs> secular. They have no <laughs> yeah, clue. The, the, yeah. Then you yeah. have to use a broader category. Yeah. Again, um, believer of what? Yeah, believer of what? Do you believe in aliens? Do you not believe in aliens? Yeah, are you a flat earther <laughs> or not? Yeah. There's a you lot know? of lot of things out there that yeah. we, quote, could believe in. So, again, yeah. categories are good because it helps us tell others about the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then always having the mindset of... I don't have to have a blanket approach to everyone. Right. Mm. I mean, it's good to engage yeah. them in one-on-one conversation. Um, you know, I would use the word believer or conservative Christian or evangelical. Like if I was sitting and teaching a Sunday school class mm-hmm. and, and giving like maybe even church history or something like that, yeah. you could use it easily. 
right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do that with my neighbor. Yeah. I, I'm no, there's just no not. point. No, there's no, there's no point to getting into that. Yeah. And so, unless they start asking questions. Yeah. Okay, so, oh, so you go to a Baptist church, so does that mean you're uh, evangelical? Well, I mean, you could you could probably hear that from someone. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, again, one of my good friends, born and raised Roman Catholic, okay? He calls himself Christian. I call myself Christian. You look at our beliefs, very, very different. Does it mean the those same are interesting thing? conversations, right? Yeah. And then you have to be careful because um, he would say, "Well, you're not, you're not Catholic, so you're not a Christian." And I would say, "Well, you are a Catholic. That means you're not a Christian." Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can really a lot start of difficult conversations. You could really have some. <clears throat> you can brawl very difficult. if you want to. Yes, you could start <laughs> a lot of fights there. You could lose a friendship. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Are, I'm sure there are a million stories out there mm-hmm. where somebody's lost a friend by saying, yep. "Sure." And then Something you've like got that. to count the cost. Is it worth it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to Definitely. lose a friend over this? Yep. This matter? now, I've this is sorry. We're probably going over, but I do want to ask this because I've had this thought process before. Where if I if I believe what I believe is true, mm-hmm. and I'm going to spend an eternity in heaven, and I believe what they believe is not true, and they think at the end of their life they're going to heaven, mm-hmm. and they don't. I feel guilty on earth about not trying to correct that. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like many friends growing up, I'm like, <clears throat> I, I don't know if you understand fully yeah. what believing in Christ means. I, I would say rely on the sovereignty of God when mm-hmm. it comes to that. Think about, okay, if, if this person is in my life um, and if they say something, you don't have to immediately pounce on it sure. to correct it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would say because being an evangelical, right, and you're living by the scriptures, and if the Lord has brought that to your mind, like, okay, I heard that. That's he he says he's going to earn his way to heaven. Right. Okay. I would like to engage with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I would say the default American brash Christian is going to pounce on that and talk about it and probably ruin that conversation yep. mm-hmm. and friendship. Okay. I would say, no, 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 just it's okay. Calm down. The Lord is sovereign. Yeah. I'm going to go home and, and I'm going to pray about this. Mm-hmm. Lord, if, if, if it is your will, if you would bless me, give me the words, the patience, and even the opportunity mm-hmm. that this would come up so I can engage it with this person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know people would be like, well, yeah, but he could die that night. Yes, that is, that is true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also he may not die that night and at least you have a way of engaging them sometime in the future yeah and it goes back to the relationship you have with that person that's what i tell teenagers all the time right don't stand on the lunch table and be that guy (laughs) when you go to college you see these people holding the signs shouting through bullhorn now jesus shared his good news by through relationships right Mm -hmm. he also confronted sin and rebuked people Mm -hmm. um he's the son of god but use your relationships right Mm -hmm. you know those people and they know you so you know how to talk to them. Yeah. yeah. So don't be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Just share yeah. the good news I, of Jesus Christ. That's probably a combo of being an American is a lot of times we're not patient. <clears throat> right. No. And and we're we want to tell you how we feel immediately. Oh, yeah. As opposed to patience. Yeah. And prayer. And kindness. And taking on the opportunity. <laughs> like Jesus was friends, I'm sure, with so many people that we don't even know. Sure. For a long, long, long time before mm-hmm. he talked yeah. to them. Sure. Just in general. 30, creating the relationship. 30 years. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, um, the gospel is offensive enough. Yeah. We don't have to be offensive. We don't have to add to it. Yeah. Yeah. You're already going to have 
a defense, a wall go up with mm-hmm. people yeah. when you're talking about sin and salvation and Christ, him being the only way. And there's no reason for us to also add to the offense. What yeah. can no break that to. wall down, though, is when you're kind and generous Absolutely. and merciful and loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And you present it in not a judgment. It is judgmental, but not in a condemning way yeah. Yeah. of I just I love you and I yeah. care for you. This is why I'm going to tell you this, even though it's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man, you guys are spot on today. Did so good. This was a fun episode to record. It's the coffee. I, it's the coffee. You guys are drinking coffee and drinking water, so I'm, I'm one down already. Yeah. Um, Matt, good luck preaching. Thank you. Appreciate it. Go check Matt out at the Plaza yep. Campus on Sunday. I'll, I'll listen to it. Uh, Dave, maybe I'll, I'll take notes. He's had yeah. a change of heart. He's like, all right, I guess I'll go. That was quick. And then, David, good luck with your – tell us about your Sunday school classes or classes throughout the week people can get involved. Yeah, so here. on Sunday mornings I'm finishing up Ephesians, but I'm getting ready to launch into the study of the book of Matthew. You, uh, which will good. take a while. Yeah, um, <laughs> naturally, it, years. It, it will. It will be measured in years. Um, yeah, that's okay. And then uh, finishing up uh, next week will actually be the last uh, doctrine class on Tuesday night. That one's finished up. We started way back in um, September, mm-hmm. and um, then on June sixteenth. I think that date's right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, launching again or restarting, if you will, the Wednesday one o'clock class. It used to be called the senior adult class, but mm-hmm. I don't care what Anybody's age you are welcome. if you want to come. Yes, please. We don't and want to categorize it. That's true. Right. Yeah, we don't want to use labels or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so June 16th starting. It's Wednesdays at 1 o'clock mm-hmm. at the Nolan campus. We will be doing an origins class. So it'll Very be cool. a study through Genesis chapter 1 through 11. Yeah. That'd be good. I've had multiple people reach out to me and say, can you video that, please? Yes, so I'm I've, gonna, I've been I'm asked work, as well. I'm going to work with you to see okay. how we can make this work because okay. people, multiple people have asked it, me. And that's a hard room to record in and things like that. I, we'll, I, I get we'll that. We'll make it work. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and make it work because it is. it would be definitely be worth it. Yeah. So appreciate you guys being yep. on today. Yep. All right. Guys, thanks for listening to the Gathering Podcast. If you would, you can listen on our app, at Gathering KC on uh, Google Play and Apple App Store. If you do that, you can just go to the podcast tab and you can listen to us on there, which is great. We're also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a lot more. And you can find us online at gatheringkc.com. So we'll see you guys next week on the Gathering Podcast. The Gathering Podcast is a production of the Gathering Baptist Church in Kansas City, Missouri. You can find more information about us online at gatheringkc.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at gatheringkc. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week on The Gathering Podcast.